Welcome to the Search the Scriptures podcast, where we dive into scripture and provide the explanation of it in the most accurate light that we can. Search the Scriptures is a podcast that is dedicated primarily to the Christian, challenging our brothers and sisters along with ourselves to see if we have set aside the commands of God to set up our own traditions. To do this, we use scripture to explain scripture. Please join us on this journey. Right, so gonna jump right into this one. The Bible topic for this Tuesday is Can a demonic presence live in your home? There was a question that was asked a few weeks back, or at least it dropped into the into the um my list of questions. And so uh avoided it for a few weeks, and now here we are running out of questions, and so I'm gonna jump into this one. Before I do, any comments on this one? All right, let's we'll jump into it. So we can go from the Old Testament to the New Testament. So Old Testament, first thing we're going to pop into Job chapter one, just verse one. So Job one, one, and it says, there was a man in the country of us named Job. He was a man of perfect integrity who feared God and turned away from evil. So starting off, we're talking about Job. And I want to pay attention to what it is, what is said about Job. Says he has perfect integrity or blameless, and he feared God and turned away from evil. That's who this person is. Uh, and I'm trying to set something up here. Any questions or comments before we move to the next part? What book is that uh, in again? This is Job 1 1. We're going to be in Job for the next two or three. Again, the question is, can a demonic presence live in your home? All right, so we so now we're, we're talking about Job and the type of man he is. He's a, he's a man of perfect integrity, and he fears God, and he turns away from evil. So Job chapter 1, verses 6 through 7 says, One day the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also come, came with them. The Lord asked Satan, where have you come from? From roaming through the earth, Satan answered him, and walking around it. So here we have the sons of God, or angels. They're coming to present themselves before God. This is undoubted. I'm positive this is happening in heaven. And Satan is also there. So Satan is there in heaven speaking with God. Take note of that, of this holy place. God is dwelling and Satan is there uh, presenting himself also to God. Questions or comments on this so far? What's up, Alexis? How How is Satan there in heaven? It's interesting, isn't it? Yes. Not only is he there in heaven, they are just talking like regular old people. They're not fighting about anything. They're just having a dialogue. It's interesting, isn't it? This, this is this is kind of stuff that we were talking about. Uh, I think a week ago. I think at the Bible study, and it's just we don't fully, fully understand God. Uh, you know, he he. We when we think we know everything about him, we he just shows that there's just more about about him that we don't understand. Like I, I bring up the example of uh, 
of uh, Balaam, I think I'm saying that correctly, uh, Balaam, he was a guy that practiced divination. And God said, that's an abomination. Do not do this, right? So he practices divination. And there is a king that sees the Israelites, a huge number of these Israelites coming across the land. And he goes to Balaam and said, hey, put a curse on these people. So they're going to come and they're going to lick up the entire land. And Balaam says, let me go in and, and see what the Lord says about this. Now, remember, he does divination. He's using divination. He goes into his house and the Lord is there with him. <laughs> the Lord is there. And he says, who are these people? Like, who are these people that came to, to ask you uh, about the Israelites? And, and he's just talking to him. And I'm just like, I'm sitting there. My first thought was, why are you there? Like, this man practices divination, but you're there and you're answering him through this divination he's using. Again, we don't fully understand God. Now, later on, after everything is said and done, there's a point that, that uh, Balaam just stops. He stops using divination. He didn't use it anymore after a certain point. But it just doesn't it doesn't change the fact that he was using it and it was working and he, and he was actually speaking with the Lord himself. Interesting stuff. Yes. Yeah, so here we see. Satan. The prince of the devils is uh, Beelzebul. He is there in heaven speaking with the Lord. What you got, G? Was um, what chapter did you read when? um when Satan actually goes into heaven and basically they're all having a conversation. I believe that's in the Old Testament, right? Yeah, that's what we're looking at it right now. So they're actually talking right now. This is actually uh, God speaking to Satan. He says, where have you come from? And then Satan answered back. He says, I come from the earth or I represent the, word, the earth. I roam through the earth and I walk around it. So they're speaking with, they're having a dialogue with one another. They're just speaking to one another. They're not raising their voice as far as we can tell or, or in, in these fighting stances or anything. They're just, they're just having a conversation. Interesting stuff. So let's continue on in this throughout Job. So Job chapter one, verses eight through 12 says, then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? No one else on earth is like him, a man of perfect integrity who fears God and turns away from evil. Satan answered the Lord, does Job fear God for nothing? Haven't you pl placed a hedge around him, his household and everything he owns? You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. But stretch out your hand and strike everything he owns and he will surely curse you to your face. Very well, the Lord told Satan, everything he owns is in your power. However, you must not lay a hand on Job himself. So Satan left the Lord's presence. What you got, G? You have your hand up? Hand up on accident. Yeah, okay. So, uh, Deja, what you got? I just want to say that God is always in control. I don't know everybody on here and their familiarity with the story of Job. But I just think it's so amazing that when I first was reading about it and, you know, studying it, I felt like, God, why are you even letting him, why would you let Satan touch anything of, of yours? But it's the fact that he said, have you considered, like, guess who I'm looking at? I'm so proud of him, you know? I just think that's dope. And also, I just want to point out something else. One, God is always in control. And God initiated that. He brought Job in, into the conversation is the first thing. 
But the second thing is, like you said, right? This is recorded. Like Savoy said, they're just talking. So they could just be out there talking about us. I just think that's dope. That's all I had to say. Amen. Yeah. And we're going to get into the scariness of that a little bit later, too. <laughs> what you got, G? You know, I still find it interesting. He was rewarded with pain. You know, he's doing so good that he also, he just offered him. He said, have you considered my servant, Job? And it's almost, I, I, I don't know if it's uh, the best word to utilize in that situation, but for the good work you do, the more noticeable you are to being tested. And I'm like, man, it's like a good and bad feeling at the same time. Amen. Yeah, I mean, it's, it almost as if uh, it comes across as if he's bragging on Job. And uh, and and he and he asks him. He asks Satan, "Have you considered like how come you you know how come you ain't asked me about Job?" And uh, and and Satan basically answers, "Yes, I have considered Job, but man, you keep him protected. Everything you keep a hedge around him. I'm not allowed to touch him." And he says, uh, "He said you say this about him that you know he fears God, but does he do it for nothing? Does he fear God just because?" He said, you do everything for him. You take care of everything that he has. Everything he has is because of you. He, he, that's, that's why he fears you. And so that was his response back to him. But then he would say, you do this. You stretch out your hand and strike everything he owns. And he will surely curse you to your face. So he says this. He says that, that God should do this. And then God would say to Satan, everything he owns is in your power, but you cannot lay a hand on him. So uh, in a strange way, God is actually doing this. Though Satan is doing this right here, God is doing, he'll say it later and we don't have it here. But in, in the next one, he says, you enticed me to do harm to him uh, without just cause. You enticed me against him. And so, uh, and so it's, it's interesting that this happens and it's initially is, is God's idea. Have you, have you, have you, have you, have you considered him? And so this is what we're looking at right now. Again, the question is, can a demonic presence live in your home? So I want you to understand that we are in the setting of heaven. We're in God's eternal dwelling. We're in his dwelling. And there, there are angels there. Amongst the angels is Satan. And Satan is also there to present himself uh, to the Lord. All right. Any other comments on this before we go forward? And I want you guys to pay attention to this. There is a hedge around Job. He is being protected. But I also want y'all to remember before people say, oh, yeah, there's a hedge around me. I want y'all to also <laughs> consider that what he said about Job. Job is a man of perfect integrity who fears God and turns away from evil. If we're not doing if we're not those three things, then uh, we probably we can't we can't put ourselves in the shoes of job if that makes sense right so but job is that person he is a man of perfect in integrity he fears god and he turns away from evil and so there's a hedge of protection around him but let's find out what uh so we found out actually i didn't say let's find out we find out exactly what happens that hedge is lifted the hedge is lifted and and satan is allowed to enter he is there and he's messing around with things he kills his family he takes he takes his possessions. He he and then he comes back and he makes them sick. I mean, uh everything. So the hedge is gone. He takes he takes the hedge off. 
and then Satan is there in his home, and he is tearing things up. Again, the question of the day is, can a demonic presence live in your home? Now, this is the Old Testament. We'll move on to the next verse. We're still standing in the uh, Old Testament here. Zechariah chapter 3, verse 1, and it says, Then he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, with Satan standing at his right side to accuse him. So here we see, back in the times of Job, that, uh, that Satan was before the Lord accusing someone. And here we have it again. Uh, this uh, Zechariah, this, in Zechariah, there's a vision of Joshua in heaven. And he's the high priest. And, the, and he's standing before uh, the Lord. And the angel of the Lord is there. And Satan is at his side. And he's accusing him. So we have the same thing happening here. He's being accused by Satan. Questions or comments on this so far? Now, remember the setting. This is before the Lord. All right. Oh, what you got, Deja? Oh, wait. I, it's because I'm cooking. I heard you say before the Lord, and I want to know what you meant, but I don't think you meant as in time. You meant in the presence of God, right? Yeah, in the presence of, in the presence of God, yes. In the presence of God, you have Satan there. All right. So let's continue on. So now we go to the New Testament. And this is Jesus speaking. This is in Luke chapter 22, verses 31 through 32. And he says, Simon, Simon, look out. Satan has asked to sift you like wheat. But, have, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And you, when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. So here we have in the middle of Jesus speaking to his disciples, Jesus finds out or knows that right then at that moment, Satan was speaking to his father, asking for not just Peter, but the rest of them, all of them. He wants to, he wants to sift every last one of the disciples and he is asking God, let me have them. And the response from Jesus was not, but don't worry about it because he ain't going to let it happen because, you know, I'm here with you. It ain't, ain't going to happen. No. He said, I pray that you don't fail. He's saying, my father's going to allow it to happen. He's going to he's going to give you into his hands and he is going to shake you. And uh, this is, again, we don't see it happening, but from previous verses, we can reference this or the previous scriptures. This this conversation is taking place in heaven. He is the Satan is asking God at this moment while his son Jesus is on earth. He is asking God, hey, let me have those disciples. And God allows it. Questions or comments on this? What you got, G? Would you say there's a difference between a demonic presence and just Satan himself? Or is that one of the two? A demonic presence would be from Satan is the or Beelzebul is the prince of demons. So if it's a demon, no matter what demon it, it is, it, it is in line with Satan. doesn't matter if it's a demon that is not violent or if it's a demon that is violent. It doesn't matter. It's, it don't matter what type of demon it is. It is under uh, the, uh, I don't want to say control, but under the, the leadership of Satan. Does that make sense? Your, your, your hand still up? You got something else? All right. Anybody else got anything else on this? 
What you got, G? So the reason I'm asking, I'm trying to look at, look at the, the origination of evil. Is that something that God created or something that came through the devil himself? Evil is something that was created. And if it because it's great, because it is a thing and it exists, God himself created. He says in himself back in, I want to say in Isaiah 45, 7, he says, I make good and I create evil. I do these things because I'm the Lord. And uh, and that's good. That's a good thing that he did that because it would be a scary thing if he if if it exists and he did couldn't do anything about it. Like he's making all this creation all of a sudden. Like, oh, what is that? Where'd that come from? This, this, this evil, where'd that, where'd that pop up from? That's scary. No, he's in complete control and he created that. Jasmine No, sir, you answered. Amen. What you got, G? And the reason why that last question was, I was thinking that God allowed it to be created, like something to go through the devil. Because indeed it's gave it power, but you're right. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It says everything that was created was created through Jesus, and not one thing that exists was created without him. That's what it says somewhere in John. It says that. So everything, if it exists, is it and if it's a thing, and, and people will try to make stuff up and say, Oh, well, you know, uh evil is just the absence of good. Does it exist? If it's something that exists, then it, it then then it was created. What you got, Deja? I was going to say, I, I know the scripture you're referencing, but there's also a scripture where he says, ver, like he's verbatim, that he made darkness. He created darkness. So, yes, I, I'm in total agreement with you on that. It didn't just spring up or he didn't just allow it. He created the light as well as the dark. So I'm going to find the scripture actually right now and put it in the chat. Amen. Yeah. So and, and that's the like I say, that's a, it's a good thing. It's a good thing because. He's in complete control. It is not something that is out of control. He's wondering. He's trying to figure it out, you know. And then Ben made a good point, uh, uh, way some time time back, where he said that uh, that a case could be made that if he didn't create it, uh, or or not that he didn't create it, but if evil is not something that actually exists, as some people claim, some people claim, well, evil doesn't exist; it's just the absence of, absence of good. Then how can you? Uh, yes, the Isaiah forty five seven. How can you then? Um, how can they, how, how, how then can you, what's what I'm looking for? Judge me on something that doesn't even exist. Like, like, how you go, you can't even call me evil. Evil doesn't even exist. You know, you know what I mean? He was making a weird point like that. But the fact is, it's not something to shy from. He said it himself. He says he do these things. He does these things because he is the Lord. It's the same way that my mother would say, you know, if I, how come, you know, how come of this? Or how come, why is this? He said, because I'm mama. I didn't like the answer. I didn't like that answer, but that's the kind of answer he gives us. It's because he's God. That's why he did it. And so, and that's why we just got to understand that he gets to do whatever he pleases. And he chose to do that. And evil was found within Satan. And so, uh, but it was, but he created it. Some great, great conversation, comments in this. So, yes, though God himself is not evil. He created, and that's okay. So here, so we have here uh, Jesus. He's talking to uh, the disciples. He's telling Peter specifically that, hey, uh, Satan has asked to sift you, all of you, is like wheat to shake you. And so this conversation is undoubtedly happening in in heaven. 
again that question is can a demonic presence live in your home so uh that's that happened in the old testament it happened during the times of jesus and it's still happening all the way into the end so revelation chapter 12 verses 9 through 12 says so the great dragon was thrown out the ancient serpent who is called the devil and satan the one who deceives the whole world he was thrown to earth and his angels with him then i heard a loud voice in heaven say the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our god and the authority of his messiah have now come because the accuser of our brothers has been thrown out the one who accuses them before our god day and night they conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony for they did not love their lives in the face of death therefore rejoice you heavens and you who dwell in them woe to the earth and the sea for the devil has come down to you with great fury because he knows his he has a short time so in revelation this is not something that has happened it still has not happened yet but take note of this it has not happened and the angel is saying, he says, he heard a loud voice say that salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah have now come because the accuser of our brothers has been thrown out. Now, who is this angel's brothers? That's us. And so he is saying that the accuser has been here day and night accusing Christians. Day and night, that's what he does. He stays up here in, in, in accusing these. So to this day, he still does this. To this day. This is one of the reasons why I warn y'all about blaspheming the devil. That is a for real thing. And we're warned in, in scripture to not even do it, to, to never do that. This is the reason why I say stop blaming things. Do not blame things on the devil if you don't know that it's the devil. Why would you bring up his name just so him to for him to go and bring you up before the Lord and say, hey, such and such is just keeps it. My name is just ringing. He, he can't keep his name, my name out of his mouth. Then I have him and God may say, yeah, go ahead. Because we've seen him do it. We've seen him allow it. Questions or comments on this so far? All right. Again, the question is, can a demonic presence live in your home? So, so far we have seen that this demonic presence has been and continues to go to heaven. He continuously enters into heaven and speaks apparently cordially with the Father. They speak, they speak and have dialogue with one another. So if so, he's in heaven, he goes to heaven, no problem. It's not until the very end does he get this heaven closed off from him and he can't go anymore. That's what we're looking at right now in this revelation. So we see that happening. Then we also see, we move forward in Luke chapter 4, verses 31 through 34. It says, Then he went down to Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbath. They were astonished at his teaching because his message had authority. In the synagogue, there was a man with an unclean demonic spirit who cried out with a loud voice, leave us alone. What do you have to do with us, Jesus? Nazarene, have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. So now we have a setting. Before we had a setting in heaven, demonic spirit was there. Satan was there. Now we have a setting in the church, in the synagogue. 
Jesus is there in the synagogue, and who's there? Who just so happens to be there? A, a devil is there. A person has an unclean demonic spirit and is right there in the synagogue. Again, the question is, can a demonic presence live in your home or at least be in your home? So far, the demonic presence has been in heaven and in the synagogue. Uh, any questions or comments on this so far? All right. Starting to bring this home. So, not only that, this I have at the end. So Paul tells us, and this is 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 6 through 7, it says, For if I want to boast, I will not be a fool, because I will be telling the truth. But I will spare you, so that no one can credit me with something beyond what he sees in me or hears from me, especially because of the extraordinary revelations. Therefore, so that I would not exalt myself, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan, to torment me, so I would not exalt myself. So here's Paul speaking, and he's talking about that God has given him these extraordinary revelations. Now, Paul wrote most of the New Testament. He was given extraordinary revelations. He, he, he knows a lot. He taught a lot given these extraordinary revelations, but so that he wouldn't become conceited, so that he wouldn't become exalted or, or prideful, he was given, it says here, a thorn in the flesh, and he specifically says it's a messenger or angel of Satan, and he put to torment me. That's what it's doing, it's torment me, specifically so that he would not become conceited. Now, people have gone and say, oh, it's not an actual, you know, devil because you know sure it's paul he's he's a he's an apostle there's no way that it's some type of devil but that's what he's that's the words he chose to use not only did he say that he's a messenger of satan or an angel of satan he says it's tormenting him and it was given to him it, it was given to him for that sake it was given to him to do that to keep him from becoming conceited now even paul the one who wrote most of the new testament has a devil at least living around him question is can a demonic presence live in your home i would say just based off this information yes there's there's it, we do know that that he will that uh god can keep a head around you we also know that he'll lift that hedge if he wants to what you got data okay i was trying to listen uh first and save commentary till the end i think with every scripture and granted i haven't had you know the time to go study and and really dive deep into what this topic is but i think i actually disagree i don't think because the question is can a demonic presence dwell in your home right i think i i, I think that not only do i disagree but i'm gonna go even further to say we don't know and what I mean by that is we can't assume what God will or won't allow for you specifically. But I know that there's just like all the scriptures that you brought up today where Satan is in the presence of God and in heaven um, or he's possessed somebody that's in the church. Those are visits, right? Those are as but besides the situation with Paul, every other scripture, those are temporary interactions with the enemy, which as Christians, we can only assume is bound to happen. But 
to say that it will dwell with you. I think of the scriptures where the Lord says, resist the devil and he will flee from you or that your enemies will flee from you in seven directions or Psalm 35 or the fact that Satan was cast down from heaven at all because he no longer dwells there. He visited there, but he no longer lives there. Even when, you know, in Job, when he asked, you know, where did you come from? He says the earth. So we know that lets us know he hasn't been, and we already knew that he was, you know, cast down, but he hasn't been dwelling there. So with the, the scriptural context that you provided with the exception of Paul, which is why I said I add to that answer and say, we just can't assume what God will or won't allow just in accordance with our assignment and his will for our individual lives. I would say that they wouldn't live with you. Even when we're looking at, or I, I won't say that they won't live with you permanently. I would say that we might encounter them even, you know, throughout Jesus's lives when he's casting out through his life, he's casting out demons from people. I do not believe that they are when you are marked by God, unless it's according to his will, because we can't, we're not God. We just cannot fathom what God is thinking. But also, like I said, the scriptures that I just brought up, it is a visit. It's a temporary condition or a temporary interaction or temporary situation, in, you know, in terms of possession and things like that. But as somebody like Job, somebody that is walking with the Lord, actually, right? Not somebody that's opening doors here and there playing around. I do not think that they can dwell with you unless God has just said this. And it seems even in the situation of Paul that he had that understanding. This is, I don't know if God told him, he didn't say, I don't know if it was something, I don't know how it was revealed to him, but he had the understanding. This is something that's here. And this is why I don't, I don't really think that that's something that we should just say. Yes. I think it's very special cases in, in according with God's will, but I think it's only temporary most of the time. So I'm just going to say I respectfully disagree. I hear you. So I think that you're actually saying the exact same thing. I mean, like what was happening with, with uh, Job, with him being a man of perfect integrity. So he was doing everything right. He was doing everything right. And yet, and still, God allowed this to happen. In fact, it was apparently his idea. It was his idea to do it. Now, I'm not saying that God is saying that this is going to happen to every single person. I'm not saying that all, all that was asked is, is this possible? And I brought up scripture where it says, yes, it has happened. Uh, I don't want it to be to where we're saying, no, there's no way that this can happen. You know, if that makes sense, what you got, Deja? Say, oh, I was going to say, I do agree with you on, in the sense that I'm not saying there's absolutely no way this can happen. I think with every single question that we get on Bible topics, the real answer comes down to what is the will of God? Of course, every single, every single question that we get. But I'm saying even in the situation with Job, yes, God did bring it up. But if you, re I mean, of course, I'm sure you have the full story of, of Job is God really just set him up for lifelong, literally lifelong blessing. And it was a temp. That's why I said it's a temporary condition. When I think of the word dwell, the first thing that comes to mind is live. So not, um, you know, like something that you have to experience or get through or pass through. I absolutely believe that that's possible. I believe as, as followers of Christ, of course, he is the accuser of brethren. Of course, we can expect at, at some point or another. Right. But I'm saying dwell when I'm when I'm hearing that immediately, I'm thinking of live of a permanent condition or situation. And even with Job, that wasn't the case. God did set him up to go through all those things, but he blessed him more. Later in his life, he blessed him with everything more. So it's like it's, it wasn't even then. It wasn't a permanent condition. And I just think about how scripture is talking about God tests us. That's why I said with the 
ex exception of Paul because of the way that he wrote what he wrote, even then he had an understanding of it. So of course, yes, I'm saying God's wills is always going to supersede what we think he will do. But I wouldn't just say even with the scriptures that you provided us that he just dwells with them because it's just he put he allowed that hedge to be lifted. But then he came back and blessed him. He didn't let Job die that way. He didn't just destroy. You understand what I'm saying? I don't think we're we're given over to the enemy in that way is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And, and I don't know that that's what the question is saying. Like they're just going to be there forever. I'm not saying that. I mean, and they could. And it's even saying that they can be there forever. It's, this is, I'm not putting any kind of, I'm not about to say, because if I was to sit there and say, no, they couldn't live there forever, then that's me saying that if they did, then God is wrong by allowing it to happen. No, God can do whatever he wants to in the case of Job anyway. In the case of Job, he did he did get blessed beyond measure afterwards. But it's something that, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a detail I think that is easily missed with Job. Job lost his children. His All of his kids died. He ended up with more afterwards. But all of his kids died during that during this whole ordeal. So he lost something permanently, at least within this world. Uh, he absolutely he, he absolutely lost something permanent. And uh, and again, like I say, it's no, I'm not saying that there uh, and I don't believe that. Uh, the, yes, it is a visitation, but they're living during that time. They are living. They are living there. That's 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 where they're doing. And again, this has nothing to do with any type of protection. As far as your salvation, as far as anything else, all I'm saying is that scripture shows quite a few times that he's around and 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 they are around uh, and and that they may be in certain places. I mean, there's a place in Revelation where it says there's a people that live in the very city of Satan, like the very his very kingdom. There's they're laying, there's they're living there. There's a church. And so, uh, again, that's not saying that uh in any kind of way that god's power is not any kind of effective or anything like that and it doesn't change a person's outcome per se what god has for them but all i'm showing I, and i'm not saying that this is something that's going to happen to everybody or that, that or that or that or it happens you know it, maybe it happens one percent of the time i don't know all i'm saying is that the answer to the question it happens what you got deja okay i have a question actually because I think I don't want to just be saying the same thing over and over. I do agree with you in the in the extent of the of things being temporary conditions. I do agree with you. But I actually had a question because when I heard the question and even when I was praying, um, it says in your home. Immediately, I thought of and I prayed that that's not the case. Somebody might be being tormented in their home. I don't know what the situation is, but I know the scripture says, what does darkness have to do with light? So the way that I interpret that in, in conjunction with the, with the you know, question and the topic for tonight is if you are walking with the Lord, not to say that he won't subject you to things, because I already said I do believe it's going to be his will for, for people individually, but I still don't believe it's permanent. But I'm saying if you are walking with the Lord and the word says, what does darkness have to do with light and you're worshiping God and you're reading your word, whatever the case is, it doesn't, do you, do you feel that it makes sense for a demonic presence to live in a, I mean in a permanent condition in your home to be around it because I mean why would why would the word say that if you resist the devil he flees from you I mean that's what the word says so that lets me know that at some point there's a fleeing at some point there's a separation so I don't know if maybe I'm not I don't know if we need to pull him up or maybe I'm not interpreting that in context but I'm just not understanding in that in that context 
Yeah, so I want to make sure. I'm, all right. So you're saying that because it says because it says resist the devil and he will flee flee from you, uh, that at some point he has to go, and he did in Job's yes, case. Exactly in, in Job's case, he he did at some point. He he was gone. Even still, when he was gone, God was still using the effects of that on Job because when he left, which is within like the third chapter, Job still went for thirty something more chapters. And he was still in the bulk of those chapters. He was still sick. He was still poor. He was still dealing with all this stuff. Uh, and so uh, God used that. He, he absolutely used that. And it's probably his purpose from the beginning, not only to do that for Job, but to show us that this is the type of God he is. And, he, and so he did that to Job. And he was a man of perfect integrity. So if there was any person that was shining evil and, and uh, in, in, I mean, doing all the right stuff, it was Job. And then you had, uh, of course, as you as you brought up, you know, with Paul. I mean, Paul wrote most of the New Testament, and and he was dealing with it. Again, now I'm not saying this to say that um, that this is something for everybody, and I hope that it is. I don't I don't know. All I'm saying is 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 we see that it happens. Now I don't know. Again, I don't I, I don't see I don't know that I can say this permanent any kind of way, like permanent all the way through death. We do know that there is people that are handed over to Satan. Paul says that he, he said it, hand this man over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh. So that person will be handed over to Satan until he dies, but so that he can be saved in the end. So that he, so he'll still have his salvation. So we know that those things happen, but uh, there are people that, that are, that are going through it. There was a, there was a, um, a woman in Jesus time that had, uh, it was a devil that actually had her. She was, she was crippled by a devil, a, a, a an actual devil had her crippled and uh and it was on the sabbath and he went and healed her and uh he, but he, he would say that it was actually it was actually a devil that actually crippled her for that long what you, what you have Deja? okay then i have another question because i think that you said it when you first like started your response yes the enemy you know fled from job whatever the case but he was still dealing with the effects of the situation which i'm not saying isn't you know, plausible, but I'm saying the question was about the presence. It wasn't about what what happens now as you go try to, you know, get things back together. So are you saying, do you agree that at some point he has to flee? Because you said you started your response with that, but then when you were wrapping it up, you brought up being handed over to Satan. I don't know if that's living in your home. It's just you being handed over. I mean, I don't think, the, I don't think that's the same thing personally, but I'm trying to understand what with you having both of those responses if you do agree or if you don't agree based on you know your understanding of the bible that at some point he does have to flee yes but here's the thing Here, here's what i'm saying is it, it, i mean if we take it the whole context of it it's if he is given if if what's what i'm looking for if god himself has appointed him to 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 as as, as jesus would say sift them as we they're going to get sifted no matter what they do. It, it's literally, he he has been given that authority. It doesn't matter how much they do the resisting. It doesn't matter. Everything's going to happen according to, to what God allowed Satan to do at that point. If if God allowed, so that's what he did with, with Job. He told Job, you can do whatever you want to. Don't lay a, a hand on his life. And he went and did it. And Job still, he resisted the devil. He would not curse. He would not curse God. And so he went back and told and uh and uh and presented himself before the lord again 
And God said, he said, well, what do you think? Like he's, he didn't do it. He didn't curse me, even though you enticed me against him without just cause. And he says, skin for skin, a man do anything for his health. He said, and, and so he said, strike him with sickness and he'll, 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 he'll curse you to your face. So go ahead, do it. And so what I'm saying is it didn't matter how much he was resisting. If God said, yes, go and do it. That's going to happen. It, it, it's going to happen. I yes. agree with that. Okay. I'm sorry. So, no, that's uh, awesome. I agree. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. So yes, that you absolutely, we are to resist the devil and he is, he is to flee. The times where he wouldn't flee is if God himself has given him the authority to do certain things. That's just, that's just, that's just what I see it. I mean, cause there's going to be certain things that we'll come across in scripture and they seem like a contradiction, but they're both true. And so uh, it's it just, we got to look at it in the, in the entirety of it. So if God has said it, it's like, for instance, if you have you have uh, Peter, uh, he went out there and walked on water. Ain't too many people doing that nowadays. Uh, but he went out there and, and walked on water. And it doesn't mean so he did that for Peter and he can absolutely do it for any of us. But we don't see it happening a lot because it's just a law against that. We're not to be walking on water. But he made that exception for him. Obviously, I mean, it was it was a miracle that took place. and He can absolutely do it for others, too. But the whole resisting the devil, we should absolutely do that. And, and the way we doing it, of course, is by staying in our words, staying, staying in the, uh, the full scripture. I, I got to pull it up though here in a second. But uh, we are to resist the devil. I'm not saying do not. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is the only time that that is not going to cause him to flee is if he's given authority to do that. If he's given authority to do that, then you can still resist. You don't you still don't give in to him because it's the same thing when uh, Jesus was let out uh to be to be tempted by the devil and he was led out there and he was he was you know it was right after he was he had fasted it's 40 days now and uh and the devil uh tried to tempt him and do doing certain things and he went to the very end we told him get get behind me satan and then he of course he was gone at that point but even at that point up until that point that's what he was given the authority to do he, he was given authority to do just that and he was going to keep that authority until that authority was up if that if that makes sense and that's the and that to me is the weird nuance of scripture that uh when you see those opposing things happening it doesn't make one not true they're both true it's just a, it's just the context of it i guess that makes sense i don't know if that makes sense maybe i'm rambling at this point no i understand what you're saying it's just about that and that's kind of what i feel too is that it's case sensitive like i it doesn't make the word not true. It just means God is the only person that can override anything that we think we interpret from the word, if that makes sense. Amen. I mean, so yeah, because if he says so, then that's what it is. It is, is I mean, uh, and it's, it's, it's that's a tough one. It's, that is a tough one uh, because we, I remember uh, Jesus would say, I think it's in John, where he said, uh, soon the, the God of this world, I, I want to say he called him, uh, will be coming. So I have much I have much to say to you about these things, but soon the God of this world is coming. And, and then Jesus would say of him, he has no hold on me. Like he can't do nothing with me. But it was still, I just found it interesting that he, that he said it, that he is given that title. He is the God of this world. He, he, is, he is given that title. And so there's going to be things that that he's just given and he's allowed to do. Uh, and there's people that uh, they were possessed, kids, they were possessed. And uh, 
they were just allowed to do it. Even when he went into it, when he told that one man or the Legion and they were begging him, they were begging him not to, I guess, send them back into the abyss and they, they were begging to be sent into the pigs instead. And and he allowed them to go into the pigs. I don't know what the purpose of that was. That's a whole nother thing on itself. I have no idea what that's about. But he sent them to the pigs instead. Anyways, I'm rambling at this point. I had me too much coffee. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was a great comment. You make a great point, Deja. It does say that, and you should do that. You should resist. Uh, and 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 the, the scripture will be true. He will he will flee. But uh, there are times where we're just given into it, and then we we have to take whatever God has put on us for whatever reason. I was gonna say I don't I don't want to be the person on these calls that's always. <laughs> Being argumentative, I just be like, God, I don't understand how that's possible. No, that's been, <laughs> that's been. No, that's no, that's what this is about. This is this iron sharpening iron, and and you should bring a, a scripture up. That's the only thing that matters at this point. Uh, it does, you know, the 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 opinions, all that stuff. I mean, it's good to hear them, but at the end of the day, it means almost nothing if you have no scripture to back it up. At least that's the way I feel in these. The whole search of scriptures thing. No, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so, yeah, get us more questions. Per preferably not so many as hard as that one. <laughs> Say this one wasn't me. I don't know. <laughs> this one was crazy. It wasn't me. Yeah, it was actually it was actually my wife, Kathy. Mrs. Not Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good like. That's a hard one. Now that yeah. was me. She always asks. She's always asking the hard ones. She has another one about reincarnation in there. She has, yeah, she, she puts the I was thinking When you said um, he's the God of this world, somebody asked me at work the other day. Um, they were like, so can I ask you something? Is God in outside of the world or in, in the world? Cause he's in us. And they were trying to ask something. And then they went off into, you know, other planets and stuff. And I, I was honest. I said, to my knowledge, I haven't seen anything in scripture that, that talks about other planets, you know, but I haven't read all of scripture, but that's gonna be my question because I am really curious about that. Like, is this? Are we the only? Are we the only one? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> are we the only creation outside of? I don't know. You know. So you know, there's some crazy stuff that's going on recently, and it kind of just went away. But about uh, probably about seven or eight months ago, there was a really big deal uh, about UFOs. Uh, oh, yeah, and the government like coming out and saying, "Yeah, saying, hey, yes, we do see them. This is a thing that happens." Uh, and there's a lot of them. Like it happens a lot, a lot. And they and the scary thing is they're like, well, we don't know what it is. Like we we just don't know. We we don't know what what they are. Yeah, uh, I felt like it was demonic immediately, but I don't know. Yeah, demonic or even angelic. It could it could be angelic also. Uh, hmm. It I mean, but the thing is, so of Satan, it would say that he exercises authority in the lower heavens. So he is actually. You know, we like to think that he's he's down in hell somewhere. He's actually above us. Him and his his his, his office is above us. Yeah, like he is a like uh, the angels are or his angels have authority over cities and, and states and mm -hmm. and, uh, and and so he is actually above us. And so he is he is in the lower heavens. And so if that's where he is at, and that's where 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 they are at, then it may be that some of those things that, that we've captured is is that. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. 
The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. <laughs>